0: Hello and welcome to From the Rookery End. My name is John. Uh, with me on this, uh, this fairly bright Sunday morning, that's bright outside, is Colin. Good morning. Uh, Jason. Good morning. And Mike. Is there a Watford game today? No. Oh, it is a bright morning then. All <laughs> oh, right. Well, this is where we're at, is it? Okay. So Watford last night played Chelsea. Uh, they lost 2-1 after, again, losing a game in the week uh, in the Carabao Cup away at Everton. So we're going to sort of merge all these together and try and find out as Watford fans where we are we'll, we'll also have a chat about the uh, the finale uh, to the badge competition and also some very special news some very special from the Rooker in so that's something to look forward to towards the end of the podcast but Mike overall surely these two performances this week particularly last night w- was what you would have been expecting from Watford uh, that we've seen Grow or develop, let's say, uh, into what they are this year. There's, there's no surprises, surely.
1: Abs- absolutely no surprise. And do you know what? Yesterday, I was, I was thinking yesterday about the whole watching Watford experience. And I, you know, for, for the first time in a long time yesterday, I let Z cars wash over me, and I thought, you know, this uh, this still means something to me. I absolutely love being at Vicarage Road, hearing Z cars, watching Watford come out. Talking to the kids before we go, I've taken the kids the kids to games this season, they, they get excited about it. So the what supporting Watford is still a magical experience for me, and I think that'll never leave me or or any of us. But what has left me this week and, and in particular after the Everton game was any sort of belief that this Watford side, in its current carnation, incarnation, with with the current injuries, this side that we're having to put out at the moment is even approaching being competitive um, against teams like Everton in the Carabao Cup and in the Premier League, because it isn't. We're taking a knife to a gunfight every single week and we might as well be playing the Cruyff-Holland team, Messi's Barcelona or Frank Lampard's Chelsea. It doesn't matter. We're not going to win, basically, with, with this side. That's how it feels to me. I still enjoy going to Watford. I still support the team, but I have got no faith that they're going to get anywhere near winning with this side I think that is a belief shared by the team unfortunately and I think it's a a belief shared by the majority of the crowd as you could see by with five ten minutes to go last night two one down about to kitchen sink it there was no sort of sense of urgency amongst the crowd the people were just still drifting away talking about what they were going to do possibly talking about who's going to win the x factor or whatever is on on a Saturday night I think there's just very, very little belief around the place at the moment. So yeah, to answer your question, two defeats away at Everton at home to Chelsea, exactly what everyone expected. That's not to say I'm not disappointed. After the Everton game, I was absolutely furious. I thought it was one of the worst performances from attacking, an attacking point of view I've ever seen from from a Watford side. I thought it was listless. I thought it was hopeless in the in the truest sense of the word. There was no hope. Um, we contained them for a bit. But going forward, um, it just looked like we couldn't wait to get rid of the ball. And that's not down to Kike entirely. That's down to, to confidence and people not, uh, not, not being in a position to, to, to really to do their job properly. So to answer your question, that's a very long-winded way of doing it. But no, absolutely, sadly, absolutely no surprise whatsoever.
0: Because the injuries that you sort of mentioned there, Mike, they, they, are, they were playing on my mind and have been for many, many weeks now. And there's, a, there's an element there where I was watching the game against Chelsea, and I was thinking, we're doing things. There's, if we just had a full strength, we would be you know, th- if Kapo was there, DeCore would be different. If Deney was up front, Gray would be different. If you know a few more players if Cleverly was there, that, that midfield would just feel more robust. There, it's such a strong moment, it's such a strong thing in my head that I almost can't judge. Fully, what's to see? Injuries is a massive, massive thing for us. You know, we, we saw Cathcart
1: limp off last night, so another another disruption. Um, Cleverly, who isn't a first string midfielder, but we know exactly what we're going to get from him. That level of industry and effort from Cleverly is, is 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 immense. We haven't got him. Kapu, last year's Player of the Season. Um, absent, and as you say, he is so vital to getting Decore in That balance of them of our midfield, which has been so successful over the last sort of two or three seasons, is is, is Kapu and Decore That that is they. They are the engine, and and without without one or the other, they they, they, they don't seem to fire. And then, of course, up front, we we can, we've got no hope. We've got no Troy. Welbeck's injured. Um, Sars out. Um, so yeah, there there is a there is a long list of key performers who aren't available. Um, and and we ha- do have to always look at things in in the wider context. We have to understand what Kike Sanchez Flores is dealing with with his selection problems, and they are huge, huge problems. But what do you do about it? You have to be you have to be better. Other players have to step up. Decoray seems to be one game on, one game off, or one game on, two games off. I thought Chalaber was disappointing last night. Both of them, their their distribution was. Was poor. Um, and once again, absolutely no, no threat up up front, regardless of tactics. I think that is. I think it's important to say that whilst we're obviously set up to be stronger defensively, and you know, in layman's terms, and we've neglected to a degree how we're going to score. But that, but also, we've got players who are capable up there, and they and they just they just are not delivering. So you're right, John. I think we have to point out we have to look at the reality of the situation is that we are shorn of some of our bigger players, but. I think we also have a right. We've spoken in depth over during the course of our, our stint in the Premier League about how uh, uh, the depth of the squad has got bigger and better. Um,
0: and at the moment, quite frankly, it's being shown up. Jason, was there particularly anything that you could take positively from yesterday's game against Chelsea, or even anything from the Everton game?
2: <laughs> if, if you want me to go for positives, it almost turns into a negative because there were there are times yesterday when we did look solid and we did defend well but then if you don't do that for 90 minutes if you're going to fall asleep within five minutes playing at home to Chelsea you're going to concede so it seems that we've got the players there that are capable of doing what the manager is asking but what is the point when you're gonna when you're not going to concentrate when you're not going to focus and you're going to fall asleep in it and it just turns to well, I'm not going to swear on the on the podcast but you know I, I, trying to find positives is really really hard at the moment
0: but was there anything you could see that what Kike was trying to do yesterday with, with the th- situation he's in to, to make it work
2: well I think I think we know what he's trying to do and that's to, to try and stop us from losing but what's the point if you're going to defend like that in the first five minutes I mean it, it really is hard to to find any positives I'd the way he was set up and the way it started yesterday, you can see we were sitting really deep. Um, and that seemed, again, that seemed to ruin the midfield for me. You had, we talk about Chalabar and Decore not being on it. It started with them sort of sitting on top of the the back three. Um, and William uh, and Jorginho had the sort of, I think I said in our WhatsApp group, had the freedom of the borough yesterday. Just loads of room for them to run into. And then in the, the second half, they seemed to, they seem to come out a bit more, probably because we're chasing the game. But then they're being dragged around all over the place and there's still these massive holes in midfield. I'm, I, I'm sorry, John, but, but positives are really, really struggling to, to come by. Perhaps, let's say Ben Foster, because <laughs> if it wasn't for him in the first half, we'd have been three or four down at the break
1: that save where he tipped it onto the <clears throat> onto the crossbar was absolutely sensational and on first viewing I thought that was past him before he before he reacted but when he saw the replay and saw that he tipped tipped it onto the bar absolutely extraordinary and as as Jason said there was two or three really other Top top class saves, and I think Ben Foster's come in for some criticism uh, early this season. So in the last couple of games, he's he's kept Watford in it, and uh, home to Bournemouth with a, with a sim was a similar tale. So I think we absolutely have to doff our cap to, to Ben Foster. And the other one shining light for me in that side it was was Christian Cabaselle I think he's one who has we've always said has, has got the talent. Always said has been a decent footballer. The probably the the most footballing defender we we've got. And I think what he's also showing is determination and desire. I think he's making the the right noises in his uh, in his interviews and, and online, um, and then but he's translating that onto the pitch. He's rolling his sleeves up. He's getting around the place. He's getting his tackles in. You can see him talking to talking to his teammates, and he is showing the the guts and the spirit and the desire that we want to see as supporters. And you know, just rolling your sleeves up doesn't necessarily translate to to wins and points, but it's a start, isn't it? And I've been really, really impressed with the way that 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 has dealt with this uh, this adversity.
2: It's in- interesting you say that, Mike. because sort of talking to my dad after the game. He said he felt at, at points he noticed that Caballero just seemed to be either quite static or just sort of wandering around. And I, I said, I, I that's not him. I don't think. I think that's the way he's been told to play. Mm. He's probably not a- allowed to wander too far from his position. Otherwise, it's yeah, you would. He's Yeah, Kike's going to be worried that we're uh, he's going to expose us.
0: Colin, I was out last night at a, at a party. I'd watched a game and then gone out, and, I, I, and every so often I'd look down at my phone, and there'd be another 50 billion messages on our WhatsApp group. <laughs> <clears throat> except, except from Colin, there were two. He just said, I've got things to say. I've got things to say. I'll wait till the podcast. Everyone else is trying to use this group to sort of start talking and get it out of themselves. But Colin, I think it's time... Colin, Mike's talked about you know, the fact that this, we're lacking a lot. Uh, let's call it uh, mentality. Let's call it the injuries. For you, where, where is this all starting to, to go wrong?
3: Well, it, I, I found yesterday's game very, very interesting to watch because it, was, it wasn't a game of two halves. It was two halves of two halves, if that makes any sense. We played appallingly for 25 minutes. And what I mean by appallingly is that we had a shape which it looked like they worked on it on the training ground. Five at the back, two in front. Pereira and Delaffei dropping in to make it four, five, four, one. But we didn't put any pressure on the ball. We didn't put in a tackle. We just—it was like watching a ghost game of football, where Chelsea had the ball and they passed it. They had—they had hours to pass it in our third of the pitch. We didn't put a tackle in. Everyone just shifted across, shifted back, shifted across, shifted back. And let's not forget, we're one nil down. We're one nil down. We don't put any pressure on the ball. No one puts a tackle in. So eventually, after 25 minutes, I think it was 25 minutes, Cathcart goes off and Mariapa comes on, and suddenly everything changes because Mariapa comes on. He's clearly furious, absolutely furious. So the first thing he does when he comes on is he goes up to Decore and he absolutely gives him a roasting. And it wakes, you see Decore kind of wake up. I think he probably would have said to him, We're better than this. Come on, get stuck in, lads. And from that 25th minute, suddenly we started to play a bit of football. We got back in the game, we created some chances, we, were start, we weren't exactly snapping into tackles, John, but we were playing a bit better, and we, we looked like the players had thought, well, we're as good as this lot, or we, we've got a chance against this lot. Anyway, we get to half-time 1-0 down, which is a miracle, and, and thanks mostly to Ben Foster. What happens in the dressing room is clear. Kiko says, what the hell are you all doing? I told you what to do, and you're not doing it. What are you doing attacking them? They're going to score, you're going to lose. You know, you, you've got to keep your shape, keep your shape. What happens? We come out in the second half. For the first 20 minutes, we go back to playing this kind of anodyne, uh, oh, we've got to keep our shape. No one's allowed to, to move out of position. No one's going to put a tackle in. Let them have the ball. And at some point, the chap I was standing next to, you, he said, they can't be enjoying this. These players can't be enjoying playing this way. These are, these are good players. And they're being forced to play in a certain way and they don't like it. And then we 2-0 down. So we concede another goal playing that way then what happens is that is that the players decide collectively i thought i could sort of see it on the pitch no let's come on let's play some football here let's let's not just capitulate let's actually play some football so we start to play again We win a penalty via the VAR. Nobody wants to talk about that. It looks like a penalty, given or not given. Anyway, we're given a penalty and we score the penalty. Delefo has a bit of a row with Pereira about who should take it. Delefo wins the argument. He takes it and he scores, thank goodness. And then it's like 20 minutes to go and the players look like, oh, you know, we're actually in this game. We're playing like we're 4-0 down, but actually we're in this game and they start to play a bit of football. What does the manager do? What does the manager do? He takes off a right back and he brings on a right back. Now, listen, we've got Mariapa on the pitch. You can play it right back. We can go to a four at the back and you can bring on success, which was desperately needed because we couldn't hold the ball up. But he doesn't do that. He takes off a player who is coming back, I guess, from the Tottenham game where he looked like he, he ran out of steam and got injured or you know had muscle problems. He played for 85 minutes or 70, 75 minutes, whatever it was. Instead of saying, right, we're going to four at the back, lads. You're in this game. Get success up here. Let Make the ball stick up there get up and support him like we did at Wolves last year where we, <laughs> we beat them with success, let's not forget, playing in that role. No, he brings on Kiko Firminia. And the whole crowd, you could feel the crowd go, oh, Jesus. So this is the point. This coach is working at odds with the players because he's making them play a sort of football that no player on earth wants to play. And if they dare to, and the Everton game was a perfect example. There were moments in that game where you could see players wanting to overlap in the last third, and deciding that they couldn't because they were told not to. And so we never had a player in front of the ball when we played against Everton. That's why we were so poor. My feeling is that they've made a mistake and that this coach has got to go. He's got to go tomorrow. Because what we need is a coach who wants to play football where you actually try to attack the opposition and set us up in order to try and attack the opposition. And at the moment, what we're doing is we're setting up to draw nil all which is we did in the previous two home games but but we're not setting up in a balanced way to try and win a game by defending and scoring and our problem is that the players took it on themselves yesterday in the second half of both halves it seemed to me that the players themselves said come on we know we've got we're better than this but Kike who complains that they've got no confidence and actually there was confidence on that pitch yesterday at times Kike can play. My feeling is he hasn't got any confidence. He doesn't believe in that squad. He sets them up to to play a kind of, oh, we're we're rubbish and we don't know how to play football anymore. We're going to have five at the back. And all he's done really is put an extra man in defence. That's all he's done and make them play deeper. And and the problem is we still can see goals because of course you do. If you play like that in the Premier League against a team like Chelsea and you try to play for a nil-all draw, they will score because they've got players who can break you down. And that's what happened yesterday. And Jason's right. You know, you, you, can't, you can't set up like that and then obviously lose concentration five minutes in and conceded a conceded goal. That is the player's fault. But nevertheless, that's how we're set up. We're not set up to play. We're set up to defend. And that's all we do. And we're never going to win a game of football unless you attack the opposition. The only way you can win is if you attack the opposition. And the problem is, Kike clearly won't let them do it. He sets them up to not do it. And that we saw that clearly at the Everton game. Now, what that does to a group of Premier League footballers is it robs them of any kind of idea that they might win. They go into that football, they cross the white line thinking, well, the best we can hope for, lads, is an ill all draw. Because they're good. they're good boys and they do what their coach demands of them. But when it's not working, I thought when Mariapa came on, he started to look more like a captain and he got them going forward. So for, for, for my head, my headline is, we need an energetic coach who believes in the squad, who wants to play attacking football. And if we go down, let's go down, you know, let's be hung. Uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? We Rather be hung for a, a sheep than a wolf or a wolf, sheep, whatever that is. What I mean is, at least let's go out in a blaze of glory, lads. Let's not go out defending nil all draws. We can't carry on. And under this coach, that is what we're going to do. And I, for one, am sick of it and I want to change. And I know we'll be ridiculed in the press if we change our coach again. But it has to be done because if we keep Kike, we are definitely, definitely going
1: down. Morning. Morning, Colin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've, got, I've, got, I've, got two,
1: I've got two things. I've got two things on, on I'm that. I'm done now. I'm Morning. going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> What the first one, and, and Colin, I don't think you you'll be the only Watford supporter waking up today thinking thinking that exact same thing. Anthony Matthews of the, of the Watford Observer made the, made the same point yesterday. I don't think in all my years of going to, to Watford, going to Vicarage Road, have I ever heard a a reaction to a substitution like I heard last night. There weren't just a few. There wasn't just a sort of sigh. Colin, there were howls of derision from every side of the ground, followed by and this wasn't just a pocket of fans either. A, a, a pretty rousing rendition of "You Don't Know What You're Doing," yes, that's and, aimed at aimed yeah. at aimed at Kike. So, I don't think Colin, you're you're anywhere near alone. I think there is a huge swathe of Watford supporters who have completely lost faith with with Kike. And you know, I would uh, to a degree, I would argue, you know, when you're down with the dead men like we are, you do whatever it takes to to get out to get out of it, but. One of the things that when in talking about when Kike came back, you say, well, yes, he did make us hard to beat, but he was very, very lucky, very, very fortunate in as much as he had Odia Nigalo and and Troy Deeney firing on all cylinders. He literally won the strikers lottery last time round and he didn't have to worry one jot about those guys. They could hold it up. They had almost telepathic partnership. Yeah, yeah. And we had that game, you know, the, the games leading up to, to this, uh, to, it was stoke away where things clicked into place and the season took off and in the, the games leading up to that were very much like we're seeing now baby yeah. steps trying to trying to stay in games try not to get thumped first first year in, back in the premier league but then we had that game at, away against stoke troy was up and running and 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 we were kind of home free from, from that moment we haven't had that stoke game and it doesn't look like I can't for the life of me see where that Stoke game is going to come from. People are talking about Norwich on Friday night as a as a must win, must win. You know, I take a must. It's must score. I take a goal, let alone <laughs> let alone a win. Norwich will be sat there licking their lips, thinking this is our chance to get to get going against, against Watford. How on earth, as Colin says, how on earth are this team going to a score, b score enough goals to win a game? it it's it's just beggar's belief and and go back to the the everton game and' I don't I don't want to ball out individual players too much because I think I think Colin is right they've been drilled to within an inch of their lives, but watching Roberto Pereira go forward with the ball at goodison on tuesday he one thing he had on his mind when breaking not how am I going to score not it's how quickly can I get rid of this ball I don't yes. want it, I don't exactly. know what to do with it I don't know what the plan is it's just an absolute, that final third is an unmitigated disaster. It's a mess. Yeah, uh, and and it's just so bad. It, it, I don't mind a style of football. If we draw, nick a 1-0 win our way to, to safety, 0-0 draw, 1-0 win, 0-0 draw, 1-0 win, I'll take that all day long to keep us in the Premier League. We're nowhere near getting that. You no. both, Jason and Colin have both articulated why. We can't defend well enough to keep keep teams out and then when we do that we are absolutely miles away from the the required standard of scoring a goal in the Premier League let that sink in Scoring a goal is beyond us. Six goals we've scored in the Premier League. Last night's came from an absolutely disgraceful, in my opinion, penalty decision. If that had been given against us, if that, if that had been Will Zaha, I would have been incandescent. <laughs> absolutely incandescent. Those are the oh, you sort made of,
3: my morning, you mentioned Zaha. Hurrah. The,
1: those, are the, those are the sort of decisions that we've railed against for years. Um, so, and the other goal, you know, the two goals against Arsenal came directly from from mistakes. One was a penalty, the other was a complete naught up from, from the Arsenal defence. So, you know, yeah. he scored a good goal at Tottenham, a reasonable goal at Newcastle, and I can't even remember the, the other one. But that's the sum total of our striking efforts so far this season. It is pathetic absolutely pathetic and whether it's down to the players not being good enough whether the players not being confident enough or the, the the managers we've had so far this season not being up to scratch but something needs to change whether it's whether it's head coach whether it's style of play whether it's mindset from the players because otherwise we we are going we are going down and we'll be we'll be sunk without trace by the new year
2: we're the orns you're the orns Go!
1: It gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson. Arlo. Arlo, how are you doing? Good. You'll be pleased to know we're not going to talk about the game. Is that a relief?
2: Not
1: really. OK, how do you think Watford did against Chelsea then? Pretty good. OK, you think they're unlucky not to win? Yes. Yeah. Right, OK, well, the question today is about the badge. Now, as you know, there's a vote between the current badge and a new badge. Which way are you going to vote and, and why?
2: I think the. New
1: one You like the new one Okay is that the way You're going to vote And why why do you think Why do you prefer that one To the To the badge that we have On our shirts at the moment
2: Because Of the 1881
1: You like that That bit of history
2: Yeah
1: And what do you think About having the Hornet Instead of the The heart of Hertfordshire
2: We're Watford Yeah We're in Hertfordshire Yeah But we're the team Watford Yeah We wouldn't want Hertfordshire We're the team Watford
1: Not about the county It's about the team itself Is that what you're saying Yeah So, just to be clear, Arlo Parkin, you are voting for the new badge.
2: Yeah,
0: bye-bye to Lucy.
1: All right, well, listen, interesting view. Arlo, thanks very much for joining us.
0: Bye, see you next time. (laughs) So, via The Athletic, uh, we have told that the final two badge designs, the final badge design to go against the current badge design, uh, has been found. It was... My choice of the final 20 or 30 that we had uh, is the one that sort of, you know, resonated the most with me. Uh, We asked you guys uh, via social media to send us your audio clips with your opinions on are you a heart or are you a hornet uh, in terms of those final two designs and this is what you guys had to say.
2: Keep the existing badge. It looks good. It stands out from those of other badges. If people don't understand it, that's really their problem, not ours keep it.
0: Hi there guys, Andy Lewis here from the Hornet's Nest. Now I wasn't totally opposed to the idea of Watford changing the badge. I understood why the club wanted to do it. However seeing the final two designs I will be voting to keep the current badge for a couple of reasons. Firstly I prefer our current shape. I like the straight edges. I'm not a fan of the curved and altered design in the new submission. Secondly I think the heart that we've got currently stands out a lot more than the new Hornet. The Hornet is too intricate, it's too detailed. I don't think it would stand out as well on branding or merchandise as the heart currently does. However, whilst I'll be voting to keep the current badge, I would not be opposed to Watford altering the current badge to make our our beloved Moose a little bit more heart-like.
3: Obviously, the biggest problem facing the Hornets at the moment is the lack of goals, but if we're going to change the badge, uh, this might be a good opportunity. We are the Hornets, not the Mooses, and I'm tired of explaining to other fans of other teams why there's a Moose on our badge. I know it's a heart, but maybe it's time for a change now. Thank you, Moosey, you've been great for us.
1: Hi, I'm Tom, the new editor of Golden Pages Fanzine, and I think we should choose the new logo for three simple reasons. Number one, change is good. Number two, we're the Hornets, not the hearts. And number three,
2: the new logo is very exciting. Hello from Rookerian, my name's Ray Blanchard. Personally, I'm I'm very pleased about it because um, the Hornet always was our traditional badge and, the, and a great badge it was too. When I was a kid, you used to be able to buy the replica shirts from people's spiders and the badge itself came separately, which was a great thing, this lovely embroidered thing. Maybe a little bit wandy in its design, but it was a great thing. Now, I know that Mike's been um, going on a bit about keeping the heart, about representing the heart cheer, uh, you know, I don't go along with this at all, I mean... Yes, we're in Hertfordshire, but we're in the very south West Tip. We get to walk from other home counties and uh, the London area, and I don't see too many hearts bouncing around, whipping down wood around Watford area. You know, we're a big urban town, and we've got our own identity, and that identity is the Hornet, we are the Hornets.
3: My heart says Hornet, but in reality,
2: I just like a win.
0: Thank you to uh, Laura Good, Andy Lewis, uh, Joe Richardson, James Hall, Ray Blanchard, Nick Barkley and Gareth Robbins uh, for sending in those views. Remember, you can do that anytime you like. Just send us an audio message uh, to podcast at fromtherookerend.com. But where are we guys sitting? Mike, you've always been. Stay moosey, stay moosey, stay moosey. Don't change, especially at this time when things aren't going particularly well. Are you still in that now? It's a clear choice between two. Save the moose, and we will score. Save the moose. <laughs>
1: save the moose. Yeah, I think, and it's it's it is selfish reasons. It's the badge I grew up with. It's the badge I understand. It's the badge I relate to. But also, there's there's two other elements that I firmly believe on on the badge: the heart, the stag. The heart it means something. It's where we it's where we're based. It's where we've always been based. So there's the story there, and it's and it's slightly different as well you know that 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 sort of angular shield is instantly recognizable um it's it's quite it's quite bold the colors are bold and striking so it's got a story behind it and it's eye catching uh, which is which is good enough for me. I, I really want to keep it. It is a bit of heritage, you know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast about letting Zed cars wash over me and you know just I took 30 seconds consciously just to remind myself of the, of all the times that I've I've been at Watford listening to that music. And it's the same thing when I see the badge, you get that little pang, that little um, uh, you know tug of the heartstrings, that that thing that means so much to to me and my family for for so many years. So For me, I'd find it very difficult to to vote against the badge and the the current badge, and I'm I'm going to be sticking for it. That said, the more I look at the new one,
0: Uh, the new yes, I do
1: like it. I do like it as a piece of design, and I do have to say, you know, I think people are quite critical when you see new new pieces of design, and I think it's because you've got something to compare it against. It is very, 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 very hard to design something good. Uh, that will work as a certainly that would work as a club crest. So I think those uh, who a took the time to to submit something and 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 the and the finalists all all deserve a lot of credit. And but yeah, I don't I don't dislike this 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 badge. The more I look at it, the more it it resonates with me. Uh, and if I wasn't um, such a sentimental old uh, fool, perhaps I'd uh, perhaps I'd be tempted. But it is that story. I think it's just that that link to to our to our roots where we're based. The boldness of it, I'll, I'll be voting to remain.
0: Well, Ray Blanchard, as you heard, completely disagrees with the, uh, the heritage and are there any uh, hearts uh, jumping around Whippendale Woods? Uh, he hasn't <laughs> seen many. But, but <clears throat> that, 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 that's, that's, that's Ray's opinion. That's absolutely perfect. Um, Jason, you know, you know, our lifetime, we have only known Moosey. Uh, it, but the more I look and the more I sort of live with the, the, the final design... I sort of go, yeah, it will be fine. I, I, I wouldn't kick up a, a kick, kick up a fuss if it had to change. I think actually, maybe that's because the, the result was leaked. It came out via the Athletic before the club have sort of said, "Here it is, vote now." I've, I'm living with it a little bit, so again, it's not going to be too harsh on me to if it was to change.
2: Yeah, I think we've got we've got bigger things to worry about than what the badge is going to mm. look like. To be honest, but um, the, the the new so the design of the potential new badge um has got a very interesting backstory to it i don't know if uh, you've seen it on twitter yes. it, it is out there as to the various aspects of the of the design um that's it yeah it that's a that's a really good story um however the, the whole principle behind while we're looking at this is because the club are saying that the we need something that gives us an identity that stands out. And for me, the, the, the current badge does that. That, As Mike has alluded to already, the the shape, the bold colours are, are very different to anything that any other club has got. And, and I would be voting Remain.
0: OK, so two remainders for now. I am going to say I'm undecided. I'm absolutely undecided at this point. But Colin... Hmm. in the in a wise man that you are you do remember a time where there wasn't a moosey you remember a time before i do um back and, in the, and
3: before the last uh, ice age yeah exactly
0: um, <laughs> so it, do you do you look at it
3: differently i do look at it differently um i never re- i have to say i've never really liked what i refer to as the new badge which has the the moose on it because um, <laughs> I grew up with a couple of Hornets, we had a we had a normal Hornet, a bit like the one on, that they put onto the new badge. In fact, I would say it's very similar. The 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 '60s badge that had the the Hornet it was just a Hornet. That's all it was. And then we had the dancing Hornet that was a bit silly and in the end frivolous. And uh, I think. Taylor came in and said, we can't have that on our shirts. It looks ridiculous. So it, with the, this, this current badge was, was, then, was then made. And it's a very, very good badge. I agree with everybody. I think it's a very strong badge in terms of its recognizability. But, you know, it's been around for a long time. And, uh, and we are Hornets. And I do think that the design they've come up with, the one that's won the vote, was, wasn't actually the one I chose. I chose the other one, which had the slightly more angry Hornet. But what I like about the new badge is that it's pretty much the same shape as the the current badge it's got Watford written on it in the same place which I like, so it's, it's a replacement, really the only thing that's changed is that instead of the head of a heart, we've now got a hornet and we've also got 1881 which is the correct date for the inception of the club we know that because of hornet heaven and ollie Wicken and the watford treasure all those people that we know that they, we started in 1881 and that is a great number because it's a reversible number it looks really good on a badge now other clubs <laughs> have changed their badge juventus you know juventus is a massive club they changed their badge they just went for a simple j and that's been really successful leeds on the other hand tried to change their badge and it caused like an earthquake all across yorkshire so you have to be very careful but, if I, but but personally, I don't feel as connected to the current badge because it's not something I grew up with. And so much about football is what happens when you're a kid and, and the things that you remember as a kid when you first started going to football or when you were a teenager, you started going on your own with your friends. All those things are very, very resonant. And for me, they made a terrible error last season by trying to get rid of Zed cars because that's like you can't get rid of Z cars. That's, that's who we are. But as far as the badge is concerned, I like the design and I think I'll be voting for it
0: we'll see what happens uh, when voting opens uh, fairly soon, I believe, uh, and see where the uh, the final decision lies with all Watford fans.
3: From the rookery end.
0: Uh, it is our 10th season of doing From the Rookery End, and for a long time now, we said we should do something special, not just for this 10th anniversary, just do more than us lots chatting around. Uh, and... Uh, we are going to be doing a live event, um, Mike. This is something that we took to the club that we wanted to do an event, and they were very receptive to it.
1: They were, as always. The club have been uh, mostly receptive uh, to our d- ideas. Some of the more wacky ones have been uh, uh, been filed away for, <laughs> for it to be revisited. But yes, <laughs> um, so uh, yes, we are going to be live from Vicarage Road hosting. Um, and at your place event, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so we, 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 we said to the, to the club, we'd like to do, we're not going to do a live event and have guests and all the rest of it like Adam does with tales from the, the Vicarage. That's not us. Um, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to do a, a sort of fans forum. And we were, we, we'd sort of, idea was could, could the club, you know, supply people to be part of that fans forum? And ended up saying, well, why don't you guys come and do as and come and be the facilitators and the hosts? for the At Your, at Our Place event at Vicarage Road. And uh, the tickets will be available soon and we'll give you details on how you can apply for those. Um, there aren't a huge number. Uh, it's not a, a massive theatre uh, like the Watford Palace Theatre. But uh, it, we hope it can be an event where, as fans, uh, we can uh, talk to the club, with you guys as well uh, and try and find out uh, more about our club because that's what these events Jason are always like they're fantastic to sort of go and learn a little bit more about our club in fact it was the, the place where we first learned about the badge possible badge change, badge changed
2: yeah absolutely and, and what's going to be interesting for us is that this is probably going to be the most difficult one um, <laughs> whoever the club put forward are going to to have to deal with so uh, it's going to be a bit of fun for us isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I it is I
1: think I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's actually. You know, we've been quite negative about the football side of things, but Watford are still maintaining some some good. You know, community links. They're still doing good work. They're still trying to do things right. And I think, um, you know, our relationship with the club. They, they didn't have to. They don't. Didn't have to give us players to interview. They didn't have to let us go to the training ground. They didn't have to let us do this. Do this live event. But I think the fact that they have speaks volumes for for the club and their approach to. To things like this and and they know that we are critical friends, they know that we're not just going to go and ask the ask the questions that or talk about things you know that, that are that are necessarily going well, so I think it's credit to to Watford I think we're in a in a privileged position to support a club like Watford who give us these opportunities and um Hopefully we'll do our, our listeners proud and do and, and and make a success of the event. I'm I'm sure we will. And from our point of view, it will be great to um, to to do a podcast in that in that environment and have a chance to to speak directly to the to the guys. You know, when we when we get together, we're in our own little echo chamber. We we do disagree from time to time, but this time we'll we'll have we'll get we'll get direct feedback from from the guys there. Obviously, there'll be questions um, on the night. We can we can take questions via via social. Hopefully, so. It's a real good opportunity. It's a, Watford have given us a real opportunity to really get hold of, of trying to work out what's going on at the moment. And, and I think the fact Jase <laughs> is right, it's going to be a tricky one. It's going to be meaty, isn't it? There's going to be stuff to, to, to get our teeth into. So I think from our point of view, it's a really, really good opportunity. Really, really excited, really grateful to have the opportunity, but, but looking forward to it a, a huge amount. It should be great.
0: As you say, tickets will be uh, available for you to apply for. They won't cost you anything. But if you can't make it, then do not worry. The event will be recorded and we will put it out as a podcast. But also, fancy Dan's that we are, uh, we will be broadcasting the whole thing live. Not one of the television things where you can see us. No one wants that. Uh, but you'll be able to listen to a feed of the event uh, on the night. Yeah, hopefully going to be a fantastic event, and uh, as many of you can get down there as possible. Uh, and this is this is not us doing the the interviews and doing all the questions. This is a proper fans forum. We're just going to be there to facilitate it um, and uh, to to hopefully add. Uh, a little bit of From the Rookery End to the Proceedings.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans From the Rookery End.
0: Thank you very much uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you to Mike. Uh,
1: no problem, guys. I actually, you know what? I actually feel quite a little bit... I feel a lot better now. How long it will last, who knows? But, uh, yeah, pleasure to speak to you all, as always, my friends.
0: Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. And uh, thank you, Colin.
1: Thank you very much for uh, putting up with my
3: 45-minute uh, rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it is uh, Sunday morning for us And now we can go into the rest of the day uh, <sighs> Having some sort of Therapy and, uh, and, and Cleansing of our Watford souls uh, We're back again next week After the Norwich away game uh, and, and I think As they head to Carrow Road A big huge shout Of come on, your horns Will be the perfect thing to kick start Watford's season Come
2: on, you wards!